track at the wall. We are tied. Look at this. He's on the floor. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. Oh, Trump with a big leg. Over for the cover. It's over. Unbelievable. He got it! The starter! Mike Tyson in! Austin is the champion! Stone Cold! Stone Cold! Stone Cold! Now the 2-2. Two -two. Well hit down the left for a line. Way back and Touch the ball, Drew! You'll never hit a bigger home run in your life! Welcome to the home of legends, WWE War Wrestling Above Replacement. I am JT, that is Marcus, coming at you every other Thursday here on the North-South Connection Podcast Network in both audio and video form. We have a YouTube channel to search North-South Connection, easy for me to say. Subscribe, love, leave comments, share, all the good stuff. Also, our audio versions are available on all podcast applications by searching North-South Connection there as well we have stuff that's simulcast like this podcast but we also have shows that are video exclusive audio exclusive we have content every day check us out buddy and we are finally into the golden promised land we spent months travailing through the 2018-19 season uh but we have arrived in heaven my friend 40 years to the desert but we made it Oof. Did well we worth it. <laughs> I'm so excited. One, to be out of that season, and two, to be into this season. And, of course, we were talking about 1990, 1991. Just World months before this, uh, this began. Oh, this, baby. This run began right there. Um, yeah, so you may be saying season. What the fuck does that mean? Here on War, we look at things. Uh, we look at wrestling, dirty wrestling, in a seasonal format. So that's not a calendar year. In our world, our seasons begin with the first pay-per-view following WrestleMania and ending with the WrestleMania the following calendar year. So for this season, we're not going to start until SummerSlam 90 because there's nothing between WrestleMania 6 and SummerSlam 90, but we'll end with WrestleMania 7. 
It's only going to be a four pay-per-view season. We're super excited about it after slogging through 1819. And we'll say this, we're going to do things a little bit differently this season and probably for the season only. We're only going to tackle one pay-per-view an episode. Uh, Normally we do two, but because it's a short season and it's such a beautiful season, uh, we wanted to just kind of spotlight each show on its own because it's a fun one to talk about. So tonight we're only covering SummerSlam 1990. And we do that in a plus-minus system by breaking everything down uh, to a above average, or I'm sorry, to an average replacement level mentality. So if you think of the most average match, average moment, average build, you're in the middle. For everything that's better than average on these shows, we give a plus one. For everything that's worse, we give a minus one. We do that in a series of categories. We then net all that out. We also take our match grades. We assign a grade to every match. We take my grade, we take Marcus's grade. We average that out. And then we stack that up versus an average match score of 2.5. And we total that up as well. So we tally everything up. That gives us our total war score. We then stack every pay-per-view in history against each other. um, And we'll see how everything shakes out based on our metrics. Um, So far on this show, we have done 107 pay-per-views. And we've done 11 seasons. This is our 12th season. So we've done a lot. We have quite the list already, Marcus. Uh, why don't you quickly run down the categories that we score these shows in? Absolutely. Our first category is build, followed up by commentary, the atmosphere of the event, notable moments and importance that transpire that night, our match grades, card structure, rewatchability, and all-time matches. And an all-time match for it to be a positive or a plus is a, is a match that both JT and I agree is 4.25 and above. And for it to be a minus, it is something we both agree is 0.75 and below. Okay. So uh, that all said, you can see if you're new to the show, like you're not just going to survive in this program based on great match quality. because it's Good a, matches? Who cares? It's a small part of the puzzle. We are critiquing based on everything a pay-per-view has to offer. We're going to have great build, great commentary, atmosphere, important stuff happening. We saw that plague our last season, 18-19. Nothing happened, and that hurts these shows. So you need we need stuff to happen to uh, to make these shows great, right? right. Storytelling doesn't just have to happen in the ring. Backstage yeah. vignettes, uh, storylines that Things get paid off backstage, promos. Yeah. The show meaning lines. something. Yeah. Watching the show meaning something. Now, are we going to lie and say there's not a nostalgia lens to some of these shows? Of course, like right. But that's that that that's part of the shows. It's like. That adds to it. They did more shit back then. Stuff meant more back then. So, yes, of course, the nostalgia for some of that is going to bleed through. Um, All right. So let's dive in. SummerSlam 1990, August 27th from the Philadelphia Spectrum in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. 19,304 in attendance. The Heat Returns is the tagline. Uh, A simple two-man booth of Vince McMahon and Rowdy Roddy Piper. Not the 15 commentators like we had our last episode. Uh, Much more tight tonight. We uh, have one dark match as Shane Douglas <laughs> defeats Playboy Buddy Rose. Quite the dark match there. <laughs> and then uh, we get right into things. So we have our tag team opener as Power and Glory defeat the Rockers in six minutes. Power and Glory, more like sour and gory. So we'll see what <laughs> the uh, They have, of course, Paul Roma and Hercules. This match is unique um, in that Shawn Michaels' knee uh, was busted up and he needed, to, of course, needed to take of time off. Um, so we tell this story very succinctly in this match where they attack him before the match with the chain. He's on the floor the whole match. It's a handicap match against Marginetti. But I'll tell you what, 
it's freaking low key. Very, I don't even think it's low key. I think most people like this match. It's a lot of fun. So I went three and a half on this. It's a just a dissection by Janetti about power and glory. Sean climbing. They keep kicking him back down. Marty gets some hope spots. We get an awesome finish with the powerplex. The crowd is going nuts. You leave this show thinking power and glory is a fucking future stud star tag team for this promotion. Yeah, I mean, we could talk. I, I at least could talk for a long time about the tag team booking of 1990, and they're gifted here with power and glory, um, a thrown together tag team. Um, you know, they did a little bit on TV to get them together, but uh, they're they're on relative short notice put together, uh, and they click. And having this match in this crowd of Philly, my stomping grounds. Um, this was this was just right, man. And I mean, Shawn Michaels needing to miss time. I, that doesn't sound like him. I'm sure this won't be a thing as seasons continue for him. Uh, but I went, I went not three a and a half. Not a, <laughs> not, a, not a trend. A total blip on the radar. Um, I, I went three and a half. And like you said, I mean, Power and Glory, they come out of this match looking so great. Uh, they seem like a no-doubter um, logical challengers for the tag team titles, uh, whoever those champions may be. So uh, our next contest, it is our first title match of the evening, and it is for the Intercontinental Championship. And unfortunately, the SummerSlam curse continues for Brutus the Barber Beefcake as this was the jet ski accident, mm -hmm. and he is being replaced by the Texas Tornado, Kerry Von Erich, who is going to defeat Mr. Perfect for the Intercontinental Championship. Uh, I went with a two and a half for the match. Um, it's it's replacement level. Uh, you've got Perfect doing all of his classic bumps, really trying to pull it up. And Kerry Von Erich, he's there. Um, he's you see the charisma. He looks great. Um, and uh, it, it's a cool moment because you didn't really get like you know this is short notice in 1990. It's it's two weeks notice for a, a title defense. So um, it's it, it's a it's a cool surprise. It's only five minutes. Um, I think it's one of the matches that when you look at this card, just from a match quality standpoint, hurts it. This is one where you would expect perfect to deliver like a really good IC title match. It would help buffer the card up and, you know, make it, make it <clears throat> carry the show. Right. But it ends up because Von Eric is just so limited at this point. Uh, so new. Yeah. It only goes five minutes. It's a quick, I don't even want to call it a squash. It's just, but perfect bumps a shitload. Uh, so yeah, two and a half. Tornado's your IC champion in a big upset. Uh, the next match isn't even a match. Uh, it's supposed to be Sensational Queen Sherry against Sweet Sapphire. Uh, but Sapphire doesn't show up. Sherry does the, he's got the cat paint on and the cat mask. Uh, screams the one, ten, you know, the count. Um, she wins by count out on a no show. I, I gave it a star because it, it actually forwards a major storyline. And I, don't, I didn't want it to be considered all time bad because it's not really a match. It's, I would have went NA before all time before like a zero, mm -hmm. you know? Um, so it was fine. I, I think it helps further the show long through line of what's going to happen with Sapphire, Dusty Savage and all this. Yep. Same for me. Uh, one and one as well. Uh, and we'll see where that goes. Um, or if anybody's even seen Sapphire all night, I don't know if uh, I haven't if seen her. Have <laughs> okay. yeah. uh, hopefully we're all still looking, looking for her though. <laughs> uh, our next match is Tito Santana. Uh, taking on the warlord um i went uh two and a quarter not quite on par with uh well i guess we haven't done wrestlemania six yet um but uh with what i imagine 
uh, will end up being the grade for Barbarian and uh, Tito Santana at WrestleMania 6. Um, this felt like just a little bit of a step down. Um, that's probably because Warlord's not the worker that Barbarian is. Um, but either way, uh, it got across the point. Uh, Barbarian's going to be a, uh, a tough customer to deal with in the World Wrestling Federation as they establish him as a single star. Yeah, I mean, perfectly fine. Uh, two and a quarter. Slick's doing his thing at ringside. Tito puts over the powers of pain on back-to-back pay-per-views. Um, and to your point, Barbarian's a better worker. Uh, Warlord's fine, though. This is, this is a perfectly fine old-school SummerSlam squash to get over the new heel. So this is right on brand. Um, our best match of the card, uh, maybe uh, top two, maybe best, uh, is our tag team title match. It's up next. Is the Heart Foundation defeats Demolition in a best two out of three uh, falls match. It is smash and crush. Um, it, well, we'll get into the nuances of that a little bit later, but uh, you know, it, there's some some nonsense in here. Like we get the stupid DQ for one of the falls. You know, a crush just picks up the referee. Uh, you get a lot of chaos at the end with Legion of Doom coming out. They expose Axe, and then chaos ensues into the finish. It's a great moment. The pop is huge, and the hearts win the tag titles. Uh, it's a fun match. It really. It's pretty much the end of demolition as we know it for the most part. We get a little coda at the end here, but um, their last peak was WrestleMania six. This is their final salvo. And it's fitting to end at the hands of the Heart Foundation, who two years earlier, you know, kind of started the Heart Foundation's face turn at SummerSlam 88 against Demolition as tag team champion. So it's kind of a fitting little two-year bookend as well for them. Uh, so I went three seven five, Marcus. I think it's a very, very good borderline great tag team title match. Yeah, so I'm a bit biased. This is one of my favorite matches of all time. Um, depending on the day, I might go full five on it um, or anywhere in between. Um, but uh, for this, I settled on 4.25. I, I do think it's an all-time classic tag team match. Uh, I love the pacing. I love the structure of the match. I love that there's so many moving pieces, um, and, and they're able to connect everything flawlessly, I think. Um, and the fact that this match, the, the the match doesn't allow for Crush, who is greener than grass, mm-hmm. to bring it down at all. He's he's almost he's a non-factor, but like he contributes to the match. But at no point does his inexperience harm the match at all. And no, just a stupid thing with grabbing the ref. I think they could have figured out a, a better looking, DQ. Yeah. Yeah, it's not his fault, but they yeah, could have figured out a better way to do the DQ. Like at no point in the match does he look lost. Like you're you're going through Crush right now, um, on uh, on, on Warzone. Like, mm-hmm. is Crush Brutal. ever this good? Is he ever th- is he is he ever <laughs> as good as he is on this night? Maybe face ninety two or ninety three Crush before the turn is probably his peak, but it's close. Yeah, I I, I just love this match. Um, it, it's it's an all timer for me. I love the moving pieces, and then I really love that you get. Really, the, the 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 final goodbye kind of of demolition mm. at their peak. You get the Road Warriors, um, who you know, whether you're you're talking about their in ring work, their look, or whatever. But like you know, they're they're not too far from their their prime. And then you also have the Heart Foundation as well. So like you got all three of these top tag teams of the era all involved in one segment, and that's just not the type of thing you get on WWF yeah. um, at this time. So um, yeah, I, I thought it was as a, a fantastic match and uh you know they, they did great tying all the all the pieces together um so we take our intermission uh which <laughs> i love about this show 
Uh, and we come back and we've got Jake the Snake Roberts taking on Bad News Brown. And our special enforcer for this match, our special special guest referee, is the Big Boss Man. And uh, this is the, uh, of course, uh, Harlem sewer, sewer Rats taking mm-hmm. on the, the Snake. snake. Yep. Um, and, and Jake's... De- Damien for this show is on steroids. Everybody's on steroids at this time, including, including Damien. He huge. Uh, but I went two for this match. Um, you know, it's a little sloppy, but, um, it's, it's all right. I went one seven five. I mean, it's pretty bad, honestly. It's, it's, I mean, it, the only positive it's under five minutes, but it, it's your typical, and it's bad news. Last pay-per-view match and it encapsulates his whole run. Like, a shit, a, a shitty brawl ending with a DQ where he doesn't lose clean. Um, I, I'm guessing he wasn't planning to leave, or they probably would have jobbed him out here. Uh, Jake is another king of the non-pay-per-view finish. So you put the two of them together, and you're just going to get kind of a mess. Boss man is is super over. He's got double duty tonight. This is the early days of his face run. Jake is still very over as well. As bad as just a bad opponent for him. Like I get they were trying to manufacture the storyline. Um, but I, they could have found something better for Jake, I think, on this show. The show. The cool thing about this era is even though you have Bad News Brown, who's like obviously on his way out of the territory, you can't just drop him out on pay-per-view because like he might just decide not to do it. Yeah, he's just and, not going to show up. <laughs> he's not going to show up or he's going to go out there and, and go into business for himself. Right. Like It's a little bit of charm uh, that's missing from uh, from current day product. So, uh, I, you know, I do like that. Uh, and I don't know who Jake match. could have even fought. I mean, maybe there's no one else. I, I don't know, but. All right, tag action next as Hacksaw Jim Duggan and Nikolai Volkov defeat the Orient Express. Nikolai had just turned um, and uh, joined America. Duggan was welcoming in with open arms to get the Pledge of Allegiance uh, before the match. Um, Yeah, it's whatever. Again, a three-minute squash. Uh, And it's going to be a very interesting pay-per-view, Marcus, for us because there's so much stuff that's great about it. The in-ring action is not one of it. This is this is like superstars level stuff that we get on the on the actual in-ring piece. Um, so this match, throw away. Yeah, one point seven five for me. Even though it is three minutes, it, it doesn't take up a lot of time. It feels a little bit longer. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's again, it's 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 not a forty-five minute uh, investment no. into the card like we had last season. No. Uh, all right, we have a, a big featured bout as we have the Macho King Randy Savage defeating Dusty Rhodes. Uh, and before this match, uh, <laughs> we get we get a good piece of business as we'll get into later. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I went two and a half for the match. I know I know the match is a little you know maligned um, because of the, the sprint and and the finish to get to it. But um, I'm not rewatching it. I was like, oh, that was. It was all right. Like it's not, it's really not bad. I went two and a quarter. Um, It's only two minutes, but you get all the DiBiase stuff. You get, you know, Dusty chasing out after into the limo and all that, which is great. Um, You know, Savage wins the feud that's been going since January. So it's a pretty long feud. He wins it pretty clean, which makes sense. It's just setting Savage up uh, for bigger things in the fall. I'd say this really is the thud of Dusty's 30F run for, but he had a good year. Like SummerSlam '89 is really his debut. Um, debuted a little before it, but not too much. And then from here on out, it's like Job City for him mainly. So he uh, this really ends ends his run. Um, he gets humiliated with Sapphire, gets humiliated by Savage, and then loses quickly. So I think this and the perfect match, other teeter totter matches that could have made this like mm-hmm. like in ring 
great, you know, really high end, high end show. Maybe if this hits what they had potential to do. Um, and then if uh, perfect tornado or perfect beefcake, if he doesn't get hurt, what that could have been. Um, all right. Semi-main event time as Hulk Hogan makes his return from injury to eradicate the earthquake. Uh, I, I've mm-hmm. always had a soft spot for this match. I think it's very good. Um, you know, Hogan does kick out of the earthquake splash, which is questionable. Again, there was only 13 minutes. Like, there are not very many long matches on the show at all. Um, it's pretty short for a Hogan match um, as a main event level match. It ends up being a DQ. Bossman's in Hogan's corner. Of course, he took Tugboat's place, who got hurt. Dino and Jimmy Hart in Earthquake's corner. Um, the, the the most memorable part is really the, the welts on Earthquake's back when Hogan hits him with a chair are just nasty. Um, so I went three and a half. I think it still holds up pretty well. This match, every time I watch it, I like it a little bit more and a little bit more. It is a masterclass of Hogan storytelling and having the crowd in the palm of his hand. Um, and the earthquake, is he like 20 years old or whatever in this match? Um, doesn't look out of place. Like he's super young and he looks like a top Hogan opponent of all time. I love this match. I went four and a quarter. I think it's another classic on this card. Uh, I don't think it gets the love that it deserves because it really is just a fantastic piece of business. And um, unfortunately, it's a style of match that um, you you won't see on TV anymore. Um, It's just a style that nobody works. Um, But man, it's it's red. The crowd is red hot. It's super cool. The match makes sense. The storytelling is awesome. Hogan trying to press out of the, the Boston Crab on earthquake and earthquake hitting the splash and you hear just the the crowd just deflates and and the sense of danger um you got hogan slamming earthquake on the table on the outside and it like he catches the edge of the table so it doesn't even break it, it looks even better because the table doesn't break perfectly in the middle mm-hmm. it just kind of tips over and earthquake yeah. takes this, this tumble slides right down it, it's oh, it's just it's great you got the welts on earthquakes back from the this the chair and the step stool um, you got boss man being out there, uh, as a replacement for, uh, the tugster, which I think adds to the match. Uh, the doubles, the, the, when, uh, uh, Dino Bravo comes in and cheats with earthquake uh-huh. to hit the big slam on Hogan, but then they switch it around and boss man comes in with Hogan to hit the double. Oh, it's, it's just so good. Uh, I really do love this match. And I love this little run of Hogan mm-hmm. uh, that you and Scott covered on uh, on Place to Be as well. Um, yeah, it's, it's a sneaky forgot. It's, it's really great work. Solid run. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you're right because you think about him being done. Uh, you know, WrestleMania six. You know, that's mm-hmm. kind of the end of his peak. But no, he's he's definitely still got it here in '90. Yeah, Earthquake and Slaughter end up being both very good opponents for him. All right, All right. main event time. Here we go. And there ain't going to be no rematch as Rick Rude challenges the Ultimate Warrior in a solid steel cage, the classic blue bar steel cage. Uh, Warrior retains. I went three and a quarter. Not their best work. Um, but no, the worst of the series, have, really. Yeah, but they, they've always got good chemistry. Um, and, you know, I think you and Aaron always point out that, uh, you know, it might be warrior that's bringing the best out of rude but i do feel at this point in time rude has uh, kind of fixed some of the he's also not as green as he was like in 88 and 89 he's still pretty green uh he's only been in the business for a few years at that point um so i feel like by 90 he's closer to the worker that he ends up being in wcw where he does a lot of his peak work 
Um, but and I love I love the the theme with the Rocky and and the training and Rude cuts his hair to like get more serious and yeah. he's in. The, the only part I don't like about the build and we talked about it on PTB is that Warrior beats him on Science Man event like a month before, so it yeah. like made no sense that they did it. Um, and they really had to heat up Rude quickly. Like he kind of lost to Piper Feud, does nothing in Mania. Warrior already beat him at SummerSlam the year before. They do a good job of making it believable, but he, it sums up Warrior's whole year that they just can't find anyone that seems like that could beat him besides Hogan. Um, so I went three. Right, like, yeah. Where where's Barbarian? Where the, where's Earthquake? Like the, these are the guys that uh right. that it should have been Quake be Warrior here. I think yeah. probably. Um, so I went three stars. It's only ten minutes. It's it's fine. Again, it's I would put it worse of their three big matches. SummerSlam '89 is way superior, uh, and WrestleMania Five I think is better as well. So Warrior wins, and we wrap up the night. So uh, if you take Marcus's grade, my grade on every match, we average it, and they go plus minus from two and a half. Nets everything out to a score of two for in ring, which is pretty low, honestly, uh, for in ring action on this show. But Alas, as we mentioned earlier, Marcus, we grade on much more. So let's get into the build. Uh, remember, we give a point for everything above average and take away a point for everything below average. We give a point for the build of Power and Glory forming and attacking the Rockers way back after WrestleMania and building this series all the way here. A point for the Rhodes and Savage Family Feud has been raging since January. Uh, a point for Sapphire getting lavish gifts for weeks. What's that leading to? A point for the Hart Foundation as top contenders after a dominant win at WrestleMania. And Jesse called all this before he left. It starts at 89. He says, oh. if the Hart Foundation lose to the Brainbusters, it may be a year before they get a tag team title match. And then at WrestleMania 6, they say, after they beat the Bolsheviks, this must make them the number one contenders. They've already issued a challenge. So it's pretty good long-term storytelling, whether they meant to or not. Um, but a point for all that. A point for the Legion of Doom showing up in the summer, forcing their way into Demolition's face. A point for the big boss man stepping into referee for Bad News Brown and Jake the Snake. A point for Nikolai turning on Mother Rusha and joining Jim Duggan, who welcomes him with open arms. Slaughter is calling him out throughout all this. A point for Earthquake murdering Hogan and Tugboat in the Get Well campaign. Gave two points for that, actually. That's my first memory of a storyline. Um as a wrestling fan, and I didn't mention this is the first pay-per-view I was really a fan for. I started watching right before WrestleMania 6, but I wasn't fully ingrained. So this summer, leading up to SummerSlam 90, it was like I was all in as a fan for the first time. Um, Earthquake, that video of him destroying Hogan was uh, <laughs> gut-wrenching as a, as a nine-year-old. Like, So I was all in on the build to this. Two points. Uh, and a point for the rude stuff we talked about. Just completely rebuilding and overhauling his character. All right, uh, let's get into the minuses. Uh, we've got poor Beefer uh, missing a, a second SummerSlam Intercontinental title match by dying on the beach. Of course, he gets uh, defaced, uh, and it's going to be a while before he returns. Uh, we've got the Texas Tornado uh, being very quickly shoehorned into the feud uh, to replace Beefcake. Uh, Crush being shoehorned as well into uh, the heel demolition uh, heel turn. Uh, it kind of took away from the, their mystique immediately. Um, after you know their crowning night, the three peat uh, yeah. at WrestleMania six. Yeah, he's there like in April. Like it's they they it's basically quick, turn yeah. them heel pretty quickly. Like weeks later, it feels like. Yeah, um, all the stuff with the, the Harlem sewer rats. Um, it, it, it mars what could have been an intense feud between Jake and uh, mm -hmm. and Bad News. Uh, we got Rude kind of just being named the top contender for no real reason. Uh, and Warrior beats him on a Saturday night's main event, like you talked about about a month earlier. 
Um, even, and this had already been announced, which announced. made it even, yeah. even less sense. It's like, this yeah. was already set. What are we doing? It made it stupid. Made no sense. Um, all right, so six for build. Very, very well-built show. Commentary. Now, you think this era will do much better on commentary than the season we just did, but we'll see. Uh, Roddy Piper, a point for hyping up the teamwork and urgency, power, and glory, trying to finish off the Rockers. Uh, a point for Piper calling Bobby Boobsy. Never gets old. Uh, a point for Piper analyzing Keenan's style that says he's got such a big group, he can only focus on paydays, not their interests, because there's too much to manage. A point for Vince saying Warlord is big all over and Piper deadpan. <laughs> is that right? <laughs> it's really funny. Uh, a point for Piper roasting Blubber Love during the segment that we, we all talk about in a moment. Uh, a point for Piper being all over Sass- Sapphire and Dusty. He says Dusty must be a little rusty for Sapphire to no show. Sapphire gets tired of delivering pizzas. Um, you know, I like how he makes it like they're a couple. Like, it's really funny to me. Uh, <laughs> when he says, like, oh, Dusty's a little rusty. Like, he's uh, not performing in the bedroom. Um, a point for Vincent Piper pointing out Hogan has leaned down. He's under 300 pounds for the first mm-hmm. time, training for endurance against a larger opponent. So they did have some good moments, but they also have some shakiness here. Training for endurance, all right. Mm. Um, for our minuses for commentary, we got Piper's ongoing obsession uh, with shoehorning in comments about the, uh, the oh, Iraq God. war. Constant. Conflict, yeah. Uh, Piper's racist commentary. Um, you got weird, random uh, Jamaican accent that comes out throughout the show. I uh, talks about Sapphire making pancakes. <laughs> Sapphire making pancakes in the back. You cannot say that then or now. Uh, but the, the Tito Bean jokes. Um, so we, we encapsulated all that and went minus three. Yeah, I uh, mean, the, the Jamaican thing he does for Slick is like the weirdest thing. Like, uh, it's just odd because like Slick's got the shoe <laughs> off and he's like just doing this. Like, Slick's not Jamaican. You know what I mean? Like, he's doing like no, a weird It's so weird. It's so weird. Um, um, uh, Vince sounds stupid all match, not knowing oh, the difference God. between Axe and Smash. Uh, it's it's been four years of demolition. He's called like hundreds of their fucking matches, and he's like, "Wait a is minute, wait a minute, is that yes, yes, it's definitely Axe. It's like or definitely Smash. Like, dude, like they don't even look alike in any way. Axe is no. thicker. Smash has long hair. Like none of it looks the same. It crushes. Smash like, is always taller than, than all. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are we doing? Like now, all of a sudden, he can't tell them apart. It's like. <laughs> It's so dumb. Yes, okay, we've confirmed. This is Smash and Crush. So easily confused. Um, Piper talking about hot girls being friends with fat girls to look better. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, stuck with me my entire uh, childhood and, and, and teenage years. Uh, Piper shit, uh, uh, shitting on Warrior uh, and backing Rude is uh, a little weird and forced, uh, given the heated rivalry between, few, uh, between Rude and Piper uh, that they had in the house shows and had on primetime. Um, and helping Warrior just less than a year ago. Yeah, he helped him so. with SummerSlam against Rude. And now he's yeah. like picking, like, I don't, Piper's weird in the show. I, I'll give him like some leeway because I think he was just settling in. He hadn't done a lot of this. And like, he kind of was thrown in at the last second when Jesse left. And now he's calling a pay per view. So, like, I, I think I get why maybe he's a little over the place, but he kind of bounces between face and heel at the show. He, I, I wonder if yeah. he's half trying to work an angle so that when he goes back to in ring competition, he can plant the seeds of like, hey, right. Yeah. I think a little bit of it. I think they're trying to figure out, is he going to be Jesse or is he going to be a face? Like, mm-hmm. I think that's what they're trying to figure out. Like, is he just going to take flat out, take Jesse's spot and just be the heel guy? Um, because he's kind of in between all show, but by next show, he's like fully face buddy, buddy with gorilla. So, um, 
All right, so that's a negative one for commentary. I'll, I'll be honest, that kind of surprised me. Um, all right, atmosphere is where we're really going to hit it, Marcus. So a point for the classic SummerSlam theme and open. A point mm. for the crowd being molten for Piper at the beginning of the show. A point for the massive pop of reaction where Roma pins Gennetti with one foot. Like, this crowd was in on a part. Oh, my God. Philly crowd, Philly crowd. So yeah. Uh, a point for the great heat for Mr. Perfect. A point for the monster pop when Tornado wins the IC title. A point for demolition blaring. We get the entire demolition <laughs> song. Um, it's the last time on pay-per-view we get it. So a point for the buzz and huge pop when the Legion of Doom show up. A point for the big pop for Jake. A point for Duggan. He's super over. A point for the crowd uh, throughout the whole Hogan earthquake, everything. The crowd heat, earthquakes, music hits. Um, you know, the pop for boss man, even though he'd already been out there once. Earthquake and knocked over his feet. Just everything. The crowd's into everything. A huge pop for Warrior beating Rude. Uh, a big pop for the classic SummerSlam backstage interview set. You get the clouds in the sky. A point for the backstage shots of the Spectrum. This is a timeless, important, dirty venue. That is a plus 13 because we had no negatives of atmosphere. The crowd is perfect. The a- a- everything was great. There was no negatives in that area at all. Which is maybe the first time ever that we had that. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, just perfect, absolutely perfect. Um, so it takes us to notable moments of importance. So we give a point for Par and Glory destroying Shawn Michaels' knee to explain his entry, uh, absence for the fall. A point for Kerry Von Erich's pay per view debut. A point for Kerry Von Erich winning the IC title. A point for DiBiase buying Sapphire. D- Dusty spends all night fretting and searching, and we kick off the DiBiase Dusty feud. Uh, I'll still looking for a point for the Legion of Doom pay per view debut. A point for the Hart Foundation winning the tag titles. A point for LOD Demolition, Hart Foundation, all in the same match. Kind of the biggest teams of the 90s all coming together for a big star horror moment. A point for Bad News Brown's final pay-per-view. A point for Slaughter. Uh, Sergeant Slaughter making his dirty for turn. He's on the Brother Love Show on the show, and he also targets Nikolai. A point for Hulk Hogan being the first person to kick out of the Earthquake Splash. And then an all-time Dusty Rhodes promo. Even though he pulled from previous material, still stands out so well. I offered up my innocence and she paid me back and gone. <laughs> um, just amazing. I was I watched it like three times, that dusty promo. Was so good. And again, he's he's pulling from old material, but whatever. Yeah, he, he he's playing the hits and then repackage them to yeah. you know a new audience. So it, it works. Uh for our minuses, we got uh, perfect uh, continues to lose big matches all year after being so dominant uh in eighty eight and eighty nine. Uh could have easily retained here given how things are. Are set up with like the you know the two weeks notice and beefcake mm. being out new challenge. Yeah, looking so. at it, I think that that would have been the way to go. I get they give the tornado pop the moment, but you're getting the demolition pop. I think perfect, you know, sneaking out the win and you kind of then set up tornado is all right. He'll get himself ingrained. He's new. It was a quick turnaround. Yeah, uh, got more minuses here as we uh, never get to see the the promised and speculated on uh, Harlem sewer rats. We kind of see them backstage mm. like. You know, a, a pre-tape, but we don't see him live. And that's only on Coliseum video. It's it, yeah. and they're clearly fake. Like <laughs> yeah. they're clearly rubber. It, it was yeah, stupid. Yeah, uh, tornado. Oh, we got Texas tornado. Uh, he wears a uh, yellow robe, yellow trunks in his uh, pre-match promo, but he comes out and he's wearing all white. Um, probably yeah, he says he's headed to right to the ring. Perfect. Yeah, he said he's, he's headed right to the ring. Um, you know, a change because a uh, perfect's wearing the exact same thing. Um, but you know, if you're paying attention, you can catch that. Uh, we get a WrestleMania seven promo hyping up a hundred thousand strong in the LA Coliseum. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, poor, uh, the tugster 
Chief Tugboat being written off um, so abruptly, which yeah. that's still a mystery. Like they kind of talked about it on Pritchard uh, podcast way back, but still kind of a mystery as to why exactly they, they went that route. I think they just knew he wasn't really going to get over. And I think boss man was a super hot and they wanted to align him with Hogan, I think as like a top guy. And then I don't know. I know there's the rumors that Tugboat was going to turn heel and fight Hogan at Mania. But I think, I don't know if Slaughter was already airmarked as soon as he came back with this gimmick or not, but maybe that's why they did it, to try and sow the seeds for a tugboat mm-hmm. heel turn eventually. But um, So that's a plus six for moments. Um, we gave the two for match in ring action. All right, card structure, we open hot with the Rockers. Point for that. Point for a good call switching Sapphire out of that singles match. <laughs> Smart. <laughs> two points there. I mean, one point there. Uh, point for a good use of Tito to make Warlord look great. Um, he looks dominant. A point for the Hart Foundation being top contenders after a dominant win at six. Again, the Jesse stuff. Also using the a point for using the classic two out of three falls. A point for good use of boss man. He's a ref. He's a corner man. He's red hot. He doesn't have another random squash on the card. Who's he going to fight? Um, he doesn't, you know, have to lose. Like it, it's, it was, it was a good way to present him. Uh, a point for the great use of pre and post match shows uh, promos all night long are executed perfectly. A point for the good use of Brother Love to get slaughter established. They kept it tight. A point for a seamless transition from Dusty, uh, for Dusty from Savage to DiBiase as a feud. Good card structure for that. A point for the stacking the double main event. Warriors that close. You could have easily closed Hogan, but they let Warrior take it. I think part of that was probably the cage, uh, but still. Um, and then I thought, you know, a point. They did a good job filling the time during the cage assembly. Like they essentially took two intermissions and they did a lot of promos. They hyped them in event. Lord Al's given fun facts about the cage. Like that, that time could have moved slowly, but they moved it pretty quick. And you see the cage being set up and like yeah, how many people cool. it takes to, to, yeah. to lift up a wall. Um, so yeah, you kind of get the gravity of that, uh, of, of that match. Uh, for our minuses, we got a perfect tornado being way too short at five minutes. Uh, perfect losing the exact same way. Uh, here, as he did at WrestleMania six by hitting the ring post, uh, you know, mix it up a little bit. Um, house shows is one thing, but, you know, it's back to back pay-per-views. Uh, Crush in uh, a major pay-per-view match makes demolition. Wait, why um, would they put him in there? I get right. he's like, maybe young and strong, but this you need like you need the KG veteran dominant team yeah. here. To, and and of course, Axe and Smash have already beat the Heart Foundation. So, mm-hmm. you know, why not run it back? uh intermission is dated uh dated um or for house shows you know it's it, it's like a charm but at the same time you it's know you're watching a pay-per-view you don't want to you know 15 minute break in the middle um again not really appropriate i mean in fairness i think they only took five like the break is only five but then they do five of promos around it that was usually what mm-hmm. they did was like a bunch of flurry of promos intermission flurry of promos and then out so it was 15 in the arena probably but it's really just feels like five minutes on pay-per-view, but still not really needed at this point. Yeah. And uh, last one here, we got uh, our Kings of the non-finish Jake and bad news. Mm-hmm. Lame. But, uh, that, yeah. All right. So plus six for card structure. So well-built card. Here's what we're going to clean up. Rewatchability, uh, a point for the powerplex, one of the greatest finishers of all time. And they nail it. A point for heated a promo, uh, heated a perfect promo. They shit on Texas tornadoes. Um, you know, they might throw over a few mobile homes, uh, kick up some dust. Yeah, calm and dry, whatever. It's uh, but then they have an awesome promo after flipping out, like just losing their fucking yeah. mind. Uh, two points for the dusty search of sapphire. It's iconic mm-hmm. stuff. You know, Duggan marching in. We're all still looking for a dust. Uh, classic. 
A point for the Heart Foundation, Phil Collins promos. They referenced it before and after. Two hearts beating as one. It's one of the most iconic promos for them as a team. Uh, a point for Hawk stroking Anvil's goatee during the post promo. Uh, Heart Foundation and LOD kind of do a joint venture, and Hawk is stroking it. Uh, that's a moment we can watch over and over. Uh, a great Jake promo for a shit feud. Uh, he's talking about snakes versus mice, and Damien is twisting around his neck and creeping into his face. Um, so good. A point for, for, for Blubber Love. Brother Sergeant! So stupid. Like, where does he say Brother Slaughter? Brother Sergeant! Uh, point for... He's so surprised when he wins the medal that everybody knows yes. he was yes. going to win. Why else would he be there? Yes. <laughs> Uh, a point for Savage's pre-match promo. He's up on the sedan, and Mooney is like on the ladder shaking. Oh, um, so Savage is shit talking, Dusty fueling the rumors. I've heard Sapphire, you know, like <laughs> like he's getting in on it. So, and Savage and DiBiase. This is one of Peter Winston's favorite ongoing things. They have this weird little kinship over the last, you know, since Savage turned in '89 and '90. Like they always orbit around each other and kind of have ties to each other ever since Savage turned. This is another one where they're seemingly maybe in on it together. So uh, a point for Hogan's fire entrance, super rewatchable, just all-timer. A point for all the illegal double-team spots you called them out earlier with uh, Dino coming in, Bossman coming in. A point for Earthquake's angry promo is back as lashed to shit, bleeding, um, and he's screaming at Hogan. A point for Rude's rocky theme promo. Um, you know, it's the last pay-per-view promo we get for Rude and Bobby and uh, referencing Rocky being in Philadelphia and everything. So a lot of great rewatchable moments. And there ain't going to be no rematch uh, for our minuses. Uh, Crush being a little bit awkward affects uh, the flow of the match. Um, doesn't really drag it down too much. Uh, Axe, again, could it could have helped level up the match uh, even more. Um, got Sarge uh, messing up uh, Saddam Hussein's name. Uh, the whole point of his character in promo. Uh, and then we got Duggan and Volkoff doing a God Bless America. Um, it's hokey. It's awkward uh, to watch. Um, but that's it for the minuses. Yeah, not a lot. Not a lot. No. Saddam, him, Sarge bringing up Saddam Hussein's name is pretty funny since that's supposed to be like his idol or whatever the phrase. It's the whole point of the <laughs> his thing. Boy. <laughs> it's his yeah. boy. Yeah. Um, all right. So that's a plus 10 to free watchability. No all-time matches. And... Total war score for SummerSlam 90 is 42 points, Marcus, which puts it as our second best show of all time. Uh, It is two points behind Royal Rumble 2002, which is our number one. It is three points ahead of SummerSlam 2001. Uh, It is uh, three and three quarters ahead of SummerSlam 92 and 99. And four ahead of Evolution. So that's kind of the rest of the top shows. Um, I'll be honest, I was pretty surprised. Like, I knew to do well because it's got so many moments. The atmosphere is great. The build is great. It's a rewatchable show. It's an easy show. There's not ba- There's not a lot of bad on it. That's what really carries it. So while the in-ring lags, no one is going to put this near the top of an in-ring pay-per-view. It's going to be at the bottom. But when yeah. you look at everything... It, it, Everything worked. Like everything worked and everything worked well. The crowd is immaculate. The booking is good. We have a through line throughout the show. The big matches delivered. You know, there's, there's a lot of moments. Things happen. It adds up. So, I mean, did I think it'd be top two? No. Did I think it'd be top 25? Probably. 
Yeah, the SummerSlams do well for us. And even just looking at this one, I mean, you could do this with, with any show that we do, kind of see, like, well, if we agreed, like, a little bit more on right. this or match each other here, but, like, I've got I've got two all-time matches for me on this list. If they happen to be all-time matches for you, and so that that's two war points right there, and then you factor in uh, the match bump up to, to the match grade, yep. this that's would the be the number one. one show. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, it, you know, it, it doesn't miss by much. Um, the Summer Slams have fared very well. I think it's four of our top finding, five. It's finding funny. a bit of a formula with their Summer Slams. They, they, they yeah. kind of give us exactly what we're looking for in this project. Um, you know, great in well built, action, hot, big hot matches. Crowd. Yeah. yeah, hot crowd. Um, good TV leading up to it. Um, so, yeah, um, not surprised that it's a Summer Slam. A little surprised that it is this Summer Slam. I did think it was going to be a top 10 show, but to see it be top two um it's high praise but at the same time i went back and rewatched this show the other night just to like well let me let me just put it on to make sure i'm fresh and before i knew it i was at the main event it's just it's it's such easy. a quick watch it's, it's enjoyable watch. Yeah. yeah it's not a slog like all of the last season was um so out of the top five shows for our SummerSlam, uh 90 2001 92 99 and in our top 10 we have five of them because SummerSlam 2015 is nine all time so i mean that's uh, yeah summer slams our king right now uh rounding out the rest of the top 10 we have evolution in six at 38 points wrestlemania 18 in seven to 36 seven five rumble 05 in eighth 36 and a half uh summer slam 15 at 35 and a quarter and then our 10th show is wrestlemania 21 at 33.5 and that's out of 108 pay-per-views the worst one we have is Greatest Royal Rumble 2018 at ne- negative 17.25. So that's a spread of 60 points between the top and the bottom for us. Um, well, look, it was a big night. We kicked off a great season, and we have a new top two show. We'll see how long it lasts up there. Uh, but it's got staying power when you look at everything it has in it. So uh, we'll be back next episode. We'll just be covering Survivor Series 1990. We'll do that in two weeks. Be sure to check out everything. Subscribe across all of our venues, YouTube, podcast apps, social media. You'll never be bored. You'll never be disappointed. A lot of great content. Leave us some comments. Share us around. We appreciate it. Live your life at Barber Placement Level. Hey.